This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. So we'll talk about the picks this week, but I kind of think we should breeze through them. Whenever I edit... The I have to, of course, I have to edit this. People think, you know, this work of art just happens by itself, <laughs> but obviously it needs editing. And especially when we get into the politics, I have to edit it because I don't always phrase things in the, uh, I'm willing to take a stand, obviously, unlike yourself, NLM that you are, <laughs> but I sometimes uh, phrase things indelicately uh, and <laughs> that could be very misinterpreted. And so I do edit somewhat. But whenever I go back to edit, I always find the, the actual handicapping section, the most boring to edit. Like I find it incredibly boring. I'm like, okay, okay, let's get past this, get to the interesting stuff. So of course we're going to do that. It's very important. We have to talk about it in a second, the horrible start that we've gotten off to, but mostly because of you, but we, you know, we'll get through it. But I just think we got to get through it fast. Like we don't need to talk like for an hour about each game. We can just get through it quick, you know, 15 minutes for that whole section, 10 minutes for the whole section. Nobody, <laughs> Fine nobody by me. About- no one cares about the why. You know, I was complaining in my beat in the book column. I was like, ah, eh, the Chargers, they should have had it. It was a bad beat in the Bears. It was horrible, like, you know, terrible beat on that game. Do you know but how the, bad that was? Because I heard you talking, like, Monday morning. I'm not, have you been apprised of just how bad the beat was? Like, something happened. They were offsetting penalties, but it, it's still because one of them was enforced on the kickoff. They got the, the, That's why they went for two, because they got to the one-yard line or something. Yeah, so not only did, you know, the create the whatever the penalty to the, for that drive to continue, but then an extra, po- you know, if they just kick the extra point, then over time we can still cover, but they decide to, uh, so they decide go to two. go for two, yeah. so it's horrible, and then they, they do like a delay of game, so then they have to kick an extra point, perfect, then they miss the extra point, but on that missed extra point, there's a penalty the other way, and then they go for two. So, I mean, it's pretty pretty wild back and forth there. But the missed uh, extra and, point would have screwed us anyway, right? That would have, right. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, that would have, right, yeah. You know, so I was complaining about the bad beats and this and that. And, you know, obviously, my best bet was the Saints and Breeze gets hurt, and then that bullshit whistle was blown on the, uh, the touchdown. That was hard to stomach. I mean, it was such an idiot. Like, don't blow the whistle. Just let him play. Sure. But, you know, in the end, like, I don't – I, obviously, some things go in my favor that are like that. I don't. I might note them now and then, but it won't bother me. Obviously, I'll be happy about it. And in the end, unless you can get a result overturned, right? Unless I can get the NFL to change the outcome of the Bears game for us and then get the Super Contest to give us credit, it doesn't matter. The results are the results. We'll either win it this year or we won't. We'll either make money or we don't. Nobody cares. Nobody cares in the NFBC that 
Lucas Giolito is scratched after lineup lock, after the, after the White Sox who, pit, who played Monday locked in there. Oh, by the way, this pitcher that you're counting on for 12 strikeouts this week, he's, he's scratched. He's done for the year. So, you know, it doesn't matter. The, the why doesn't matter. The how doesn't matter. All that matters is the result. So we'll give some quick takes, but I just I feel like we're just belaboring these games sometimes. Yeah, baseball, man. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I left Starling Marte in my lineup in a weekly league, all zero at bats that cost me the difference in a playoff league. Uh, very, very frustrating. But all right, fine with me. Let's we can move forward. Uh, what do you want to start with before we we do get into uh, to those games? Yeah, not a great week for us. Two and three against spread, uh, and one of those was the obvious Browns, which is frustrating because we were on them anyway. Although. Maybe things would have been different had a quarterback been different. But anything stand out? Do you want to talk about football-wise or anything else, Liz? Well, I want to talk about baseball, how ridiculous it is. Like, the week, week 17 has nothing on baseball in September. Yeah. I mean, Trout, Yelich. Yelich, yeah. All these guys are not playing. Marte. Did you see your Yankees Batances tear his Achilles by celebrating, like, his second out of the season or something uh. crazy? I heard that he tore his Achilles. I didn't realize he did it from celebrating, though. Yeah, like jumping up and a little bit on the mound. Yeah, just just crazy season the Yankees. I bet your guy Severino, is he going to carry you to a victory in any of your, in any of your fantasy leagues? You stashed him while you're? I, I had to drop him, but I picked him up and <laughs> won, and uh, he, he pitched well. I just need the strikeouts. I'm, I'm sort of locked in an ERA and whip. I'm so locked in an ERA and whip that I started Steven Matz, who had two starts this week. One in Coors, one in Cincinnati. Coors, yeah. Steven Matz has like a two ERA in New York and a six ERA on the road this year. <laughs> he had a core start. I was like, I just need the strikeouts. I'm first in whip and ERA. I'm probably not going to lose a point, knock on wood. And so I just put him in there anyway. So I don't really care about anything but the strikeouts. So when G. Little went down, I was like, oh, man. You know, it was after lock, too. So we'll see. Uh, it's, it's tight in both. In both. I'm in ninth still in the other one. I just can't buy a home run. In that one league, that's the one you're in with me. You're like first in home runs, and I was catching you. I was going to like clean sweep you in all 10 categories. It's hard to do. But now I'm in fourth or fifth in home. I'm not that far away. You're like 12 home runs ahead, but I just cannot get a home run. And I foolishly put that total scrub Renato Nunez in because he had some lefties in Detroit. And then he got hurt. He got hit by a pitch and he twisted his ankle. And like he's not playing. You know, it's just. You know, just this sort of micromanagement of like the lefty-righty matchups in the parks and who's been playing more, and it's insane. But baseball is just so – it's such a disaster. I mean, any, any day a random guy who's a superstar just is out for the year, and you're like, oh, okay, I won't have well, the league, anymore. Literally the league MVPs, right, in each, each league, or, the, or at least the co-favorites, or out yeah. for the season prematurely by three, four weeks. So that sucks. So, yeah, and it's only going to get crazier the closer we get to the season with this chaos. But, yeah. The head-to-head, the playoffs, I'm in a few of those, and they're very fun, but just a total joke as far as it comes down comes up to that. And then, you want to have any comment on Felipe Vasquez? I mean, quite just absolutely insane, just horrible out-of-nowhere story. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, what, you, what can you say about it? I mean, geez, yeah, I mean, this is it's just another, yeah, what can you say? So, baseball, how you doing in the um, in that one, the, the overall money? I said I'm ninth, ninth overall. So, oh, ninth overall. Okay, gotcha. Okay, okay. Was, I mean, I can, I can surge up to third or fourth probably with a good couple of weeks. I just need, I need home runs and saves. I just need to get those home runs, man. Start hitting home runs. Jesus. <laughs> in, the, in the main event, I'm up, I'm doing up, my part, Liz, with dead spots in that lineup. Let me tell you, I'm doing my part to try to help you. Yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm oh, with, yeah, I don't need to pass you. Well, yeah, I guess I would pass you in home runs in the overall as one of the teams I would pass. But no, I mean, I just, you know, they're just home runs are just, they're easy to come by this year, but everybody just totally stopped hitting them for, for my team. So, you know, Cunha has been hitting a couple, but 
Donaldson has hit a couple, but it's uh, it's slowed down quite a bit. So yeah, it's it's gonna be it'll be it'll be exciting and interesting if it's good. It'll be horrible if it goes bad because I might not even win my main event league. I'm only four points ahead, and uh, it's all about runs in that league. Like there's like six or seven teams within like three runs of each other, and you know runs are just like it's so unpredictable. And you're so mad when a guy's scratched. You know you're like ah Malik Smith was scratched today. And I, I didn't even want to use Malik Smith because he hits eighth, but I have Justin Turner, and Justin Turner's got this endless ankle sprain that just cannot heal, apparently. So anyway, it is what it is. But uh, it's, You know, it it's helps cool. you to be in contention in baseball this time of year, though. You, you'll forget, you know, you won't pay attention, and you won't even know who the, what, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Like, who's that? That Solak guy on, on the Rangers. Oh, yeah, yeah, playing yeah well, Solak. But, I don't have him, yeah. but I looked at him. I looked at everybody because every week. The Kyle Lewis, the, the, the guy who had like 11 homers in the minors and has like four and five games outfielder for the Mariners. Is, uh, yeah, I missed, in the ball. I missed on him, yeah. too. I got Aristides Aquino. He's been slumping a little, yeah. but he, he went on a he definitely paid the bills. I'm waiting for Joey Gallo on Friday. Supposedly he's back. I waited for that dude for a long time. So hopefully he starts to rake. But uh yeah, Aquino, it's cool. Aquino it's, picked a rough two weeks to not homer Aquino for the if you're yeah. in the playoffs. Well that one doesn't playoffs. matter. Uh, that one doesn't matter as much um for the home run. I mean it's that's just runs. But it's the other one, the ninth overall one. If I were to get like a ridiculous surge of home runs like I got this summer, just, you know, sometimes your team hits like six, seven a day for like a few days, it would, it would move me up a lot because I've sunk back into that big pack. And the, the way the overall contests work is, you know, the lower you are in a category, the more you have to gain when you, when you get production. When the higher you are in a category, it's like there's only a few teams left to pass. So, you, so even if you got six home runs a day, you'd pass a handful of teams at the very top. The, the air is thin up there, but in the dense middle where all the teams are clustered, you go on like a, you, you beat the average by 20 home runs over a week or week and a half. You can move up 40, 50 spots in that category more. So it, it can really uh, propel you probably a hundred spots in a category. So that's, that's yeah. what I'm looking at. Maybe more actually. So there's so many teams. You can maybe move up two, 300 spots in a category. So well, good. Good luck with that. Yeah. So I'm hoping, hoping that goes well. Yeah, I'm ready for the playoffs for, for obviously I'm ready for the playoffs for baseball. I, uh, you know, that twins bet, but man, they lost like Pineda suspended and your guy Buxton's definitely out for the season now. So that's a kind of a killer for my, uh, my bet there. But, um, yeah, no baseball, uh, definitely. I hear you though. The, the, the week 17 is all of September. That seems like, but what, I mean, what the main story with you is what I got to talk about Eli. I think, I think the other thing I want to bring up, you've been you're experiencing some trolling today. I think I, I caught on, on XM. Eli and trolling, they should go together, I guess. Maybe they do go hand in hand. Do you know that if he doesn't play again, he, he finishes his career with exactly 500 record? I'm sure you knew that, but did you? Yes, I did know yeah, that. Pretty, pretty yeah, fit. Li- I've lived it. You know, I've lived it. Yeah. I, I don't just know it. Uh, the, thing, the thing is, like, so I rip Eli all the time and people get mad, but it's just so funny how, I mean, I, I don't know Eli. He could be a nice guy. I I wouldn't bet on it, but he could be. He could be a very good guy. He could be a terrible guy. He could be more, most likely somewhere in between. But people just know what they're told by the media. They're just told what to think, right? We're told political news. We're told what to think. What's going? Here's what's going on. You know, the media kind of disseminates what they want to tell us, and then we adopt those positions. It's like a kid, right? I was talking to Jeff, Jeff about this on the XM show. Like, your kid imitates you. You know, if, if you eat a lot and then you say to your kid, hey, I don't think you should eat a lot. Your kid will probably eat a lot because they just do what you do. And if the media is talking about how, you know, this and that and these people are good and here's the good guys and here's the bad guys and this is the media watch, then you think these are the good guys and these are the bad guys. And in sports, it's the same way. 
Everyone thought the whole time, oh, A-Rod's a bad guy, Jeter's the good guy. That was the narrative, right? There's no truth to that stuff. It's just Jeter was liked and A-Rod wasn't. Now, after they've retired, Jeter's kind of the villain behind the Marlins debacle, and A-Rod is like a well-liked commentator. It's just weird how that shifted when they actually, well, Jeter doesn't say much, but he's, he's part of the Marlins front office. And then, you know, and then, and then A-Rod is the guy talking. And I think it's the same thing with Eli. Like, people are told Eli's a class act. Eli's a class act. Why? Why is he a class act? Because those announcers who were the highly paid guys you see on the, on the broadcast, I'm sure they socialize with owners and management and players and that's what you say. You know, that's, a, that's NFL royalty, the Mannings. You know, Archie and Peyton and Eli, that's, those are important people in the NFL. You don't say Eli's a douche. You don't say he should have backed up Odell Beckham who's carrying his worthless carcass into Canton. No, you don't say that. You say nice things about him. So Eli's a class act. So all the, all the people just hear Eli's a class act. Eli's a class act. That's what they hear. So they believe that. So if I say Eli sucked for six years and he's dragged down the entire team and John Mara, who I, I tweeted this out, I said, you know, John Mara is more adrift than the heirs to, in succession. And it's the same kind of thing, right? His, his father built the, was one of the architects of the league, basically, Wellington Mara. And then he's just this nutless monkey dude who is running the team now, but doesn't know what's up, you know? And, and Eli's partly there because he was insisting on it. And finally, they listened to reason and I'll give you the tell. Okay, what do you, you know what the uh, Bucks, you obviously know because you did your picks. You know what the Bucks, um, Bucks Giants line is right now? Yeah, it didn't move, right? Six didn't and a half. Move. So you're talking about a guy who's never even started. He's never played more than a handful of NFL snaps. So Daniel Jones is definitely not peak Daniel Jones. This is like Daniel Jones at his worst, right? It's like he's going to get a lot better at, because he's just going to learn to play in the NFL. That version of Daniel Jones that's never even seen an NFL defense for more than a minute is considered equal to Eli Manning by the books. Yeah, on the road, and the defense has actually played pretty well this year. So, yeah, I hear you. I mean, I guess maybe partially he, Jones looks so, Danny Dimes looks so good in the preseason that probably helps. But, yes, I, I agree with you. It's crazy to bring in a rookie that everyone panned at such a high, you know, way, way too high of a pick. You know, three weeks into the year, already starting, not moving the line half a point. It doesn't move the line at all. And remember, Eli's practiced with the first team. He knows the system. He knows everything. He's practiced with the first team the first two weeks of the season, all of preseason. He was the starter. You've got a guy who, you know, is coming in kind of cold as a rookie, and the line doesn't move. And so, you know, we're basically putting – this is six years, though. This is six years of this that we've had. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, good riddance. He did some great things. He definitely was, uh, I'll give him credit. I don't know. If you watch that Monday night game, it looked like me that Beckham was missing Eli to me. It, was play, it seemed like he couldn't make any plays on his own. There. Well, That's pretty funny what happened with after what Greg Williams said, too. I mean, man, what, a, what an awesome. I love watching. I know Mayfield hasn't looked great so far, but, man, it's so nice to see him, you know, outside of that Eli system. I mean, Beckham is such a great player. He's the only player who can make both those plays. Like, DeAndre Hopkins might have made that one-handed catch at the sideline, maybe. But DeAndre Hopkins would have got caught from behind on that slant. <laughs> For sure. So there's For nobody sure. who makes both those plays. Nobody has the hands that Beckham has and the Jets and the acceleration. That guy is so good. And it is kind of fitting that he puts on that show on Monday night, the day before Eli is sent packing for good. People are like, I'm yeah. harsh on Eli. He won two Super Bowls. The defense won two Super Bowls. He was up to the moment. He played well. He, he took care of things. He made some great plays. He deserves credit for that, no doubt. But he's gotten credit. He's been paid hundreds of millions of dollars. He's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, don't feel sorry for Eli. This, this is overdue. 
he was a big drag on that team. It was him and it was John Mara and management. I don't know how much Gettleman was responsible for keeping Eli around. They paid that guy 23 mil for two shitty games. First of all, no one's a bigger Beckham guy than me. I know I have to have him number one in fantasy receiver if he was healthy this year. That's his definitely. But Julio is pretty sick, man. I, I think he could maybe be the other guy who could do those two. I feel like uh-huh. he's slightly underrated just maybe because of red zone usage in the past few years. He has like 10 touchdowns his last 10 games after going 3-23. and 23. But, you know, think which one of those two could he not do, the catch or the, or the 80 yard? I don't think he does the one-handed catch. I mean, he's got great hands, but he's kind of a conventional receiver. And also, he's faster than Odell, actually, if like in a 40. But Odell is really fast in that quick acceleration where he gets the the ball a yard ahead of the uh, the defender. Yeah. And then, like, doesn't get tackled. You know, he it's that short area speed. And then at full speed, you know, he's not pulling away from anybody. They're they're equidistant, but he's gotten the distance early that's allowed him to not get tackled. So, I don't know. I I mean, Julio, maybe he's. But Julio's the top five all-time receiver, by the way. <laughs> that's, right. like, but so. Eli, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I hear everything you're saying. The class acting, I guess there was some sort of a, a back and forth on ESPN. Some guy brought up the same thing, the class act and Ryan Clark. With, and he gave like Cam Newton a hard time. And what a great job of Eli stepping away or whatever. And, and, and I guess Ryan Clark did give him a hard time back. But uh, I totally understand what you're saying. It's funny that you got some trolls uh, disliking your uh, – you, you, you know, yeah. that, that statement, which doesn't seem that far out, but far out there. But you know who I'm beginning to think is not a class act is Antonio Brown. Have you seen this latest, latest stuff? I mean, uh, I, not only just the other accusations, but do the TMZ video of him just farting in the doctor's face and just like laughing, saying he ate too much fiber. That dude's out there, man. That's having said that, well, uh, wide receiver one, no doubt about it, moving forward and on the field in that offense. Holy crap. I don't know. I don't know how, how many targets he's going to get. I mean, I think he'll probably get. 130 on the year and they'll split things around they don't care you know everyone in new england does i have them like 12 or something i think you know i don't think that's very yeah. i don't think i think that's about right though i mean i think if there's someone who buried him worried about him on the the raiders i, I think his situation is quite quite good right now I, I hear what you're saying as far as the volume but dude that was like week one they were giving him his first carry since 2016 and like the target yeah. share is way up there yeah i, I don't the, know it could be i think the patriots have this thing where like they're almost like yeah we signed this guy like what are you gonna do like almost like, we're, you know, I think yeah. they're like, if, if you guys have evidence of a crime, let me know. But otherwise, I don't want to hear, you know, I'm not interested in what you're, I don't really care what you think. Yeah, we're going to sign the best players to help us win the game. We're facing the Jets this yeah. week. You know, we want to beat the Jets. We don't like the Jets. So we're going to put the best players on the field. Like just, oh, but he did this. He's a terrible person. He, you know, it's like, all right, well, if there's some evidence, let's see it. Otherwise, all right, that's who's playing this week. Like, that's it. That's just how they're, they're not, I, I was Pretty sure that they were not going to get spooked, uh, barring like some evidence that, uh oh, this guy is a criminal and he needs. They would have obviously released him if that were the case. But yeah, they're not worried about. Barring it, no. that, they're not going to like spook easily and just be like, oh, we have to cut him preemptively. We can't take the PR hit. They do not care about that. Yeah, yeah. No, he uh, looks like a delight to deal to deal with off the field. But um, yeah, the, the Patriots. What are these spreads we're going to get to? It's two, two massive spreads. The only thing um, I was going to ask you if there any did any pickups stand out but other thing i wanted to rant about is i don't know if you saw you well you watch all these condensed versions but late in the monday night game uh nick chubb took a vicious hit from i believe it was jamal adams and um i think it was landry said no thanks i'm not blocking you and just let him get hit and the whistle blew and he like staggered off 
And these nutless monkey announcers cut to like some rep or something talking about something that no one cared about. And like, thankfully people, whatever on Twitter were going berserk about it. I, I guess he's okay and nothing has since been reported, but man, ESPN people are still just totally clueless of the gambling community and fantasy football people. And they just really don't care at all what they're like the people that are consuming their product think it's just, it's blatantly clear, but you don't have to deal with that at all. You don't watch any game from beginning to end, probably to no, your I, major benefit. There's been some bad products so far. Oh, dude, I'm so thankful that I'm catching these things on Rewind. I mean, I catch the main slate you know, in real time, and the three-game slate was tough in the afternoon on Sunday because... Was, well, that's what I mean, because it doesn't matter the main slate because you can watch you know, different games move around, but right. the standalone, that's yeah, killers. Well, standalone, is a, I, it's not a watchable product. I mean, you need to watch the 40. The 40 minutes great when you don't know the score, you have investment in it, and you... It's really exciting. It's play, play, play. You see a lot. They show all the penalties, and you're like, Jesus Christ, I can't imagine how bad this is in real time. But it's not that bad. All the holding. There's there's no no commercials. Well, the holding is doubled. You know, Pianowski retweeted this this guy on ESPN. I forget the reporter who reported it. But in week two last year, there were 45 holding penalties. And in week two this year, there were 92. And I tweeted out this week before that. I was like, it just seems like there's more. Maybe it's just recency bias. I don't remember how bad it was last year. But it feels like every other play is being called back. Every punt, it's like fair catch, holding. It's like, okay, they're holding on a fair catch. So, And then it turns out that not only was I you know, correct, I, I, I wouldn't have taken it that far. I would have guessed if there were 45 last year, there were 65 this year. There were 92 in week two, not including the Monday night game. So that's just, you know, it's just unacceptable. And they're, they're going to run into a problem. I mean, they're lucky that, you know, there's so many of us are gambling and watching fantasy football and have the Sunday ticket and, have sort of the circus of all the games at once. But for the average person who just wants to watch a game, this is, I mean, this is just a losing proposition. Totally. Um, all right. Uh, any pickups jump out at you this week? Uh, I know I kind of made that as a joke signal last week, but this is any, uh, it's funny because we record this right before the NFFC and you were right on about where Ross went. It's funny. I went with, uh, in the silver bullet for Ross and McLaurin, I went 350 on each. And they both went for like 370-ish or something. So I should have went four. Didn't want to like spend 800 on both, but I don't know. It was weird. I did get them in a in a prime time one of them. But um, this week what like Devin Smith, Aguilar, Mostert was available in one of the whatever 20 leagues I'm in. And I went all in thinking that that Niners team can actually run the ball and just wait till Brita gets hurt. I know it's a three-headed monster now, but that dude is fast if you watch him. Possible monster. But any pickups you want to talk about, Liz? I know you you like the fantasy portion of this pod. No, I don't care. I mean, it's just obvious. Just you know, just sort by but none of those most, okay, most right. points. So, just sort by most right. points in week two. You know, like I, the fantasy football stuff. I love playing fantasy football. To me, it's like mostly luck. I now that I'm not like emotionally that invested. I would if like I had like a hundred k and I get into the NFFC playoffs and it's like a lot of the line. I'll get crazy with it. I got it. I remember the year that I had Gurley and then I got Kamara in the thirteenth and they were the two best players and Gurley went crazy in the playoffs. And Kamara got injured on the first Thursday night game, like the third carry. And I was like, okay, that's great. That's it for me. And it was like, you know, I had this really amazing team. But if it gets to that point, I'll get into it. But until then, it's just, it's just fucking Captain Obvious, most of this shit. That's yeah, why the but betting, I mean, like Mason Rudolph now and these different guys in like Superflex leagues. There's we can some talk about it. We can talk about them, but it's pretty like fucking obvious. Like, most of this shit's yeah. obvious. Like, it, like yeah, regular okay. waiver wires. It's like, okay, sort by who got the most points. In week two, Jerry, I don't know if you read Jerry Donabedian's article on the site on Tuesday, the uh, sort yeah, of like snap. hidden stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, That's like the greatest is. article on the web. I yeah, mean, that, great. he goes yeah. into all that stuff. 
So, you know, find some guys who are running a lot of routes, getting a lot of snaps that are a little under the radar. Uh, you know, just kind of get up to speed on that. But for the most part, you're basically sorting by fantasy points and putting reasonable historically based bids. Like I told you, three, it's 250 to 400 was I thought those like McLaurin, Ross types were going to go for. That's usually what they go for. Sometimes you get lucky and you get, you outbid someone by 15. Sometimes you get unlucky and you get outbid by 15. But it's just, there's not some, unless you have some secret player that you know is way better than the market thinks or something like that. Usually it's just sort of like, yeah, that guy did well. He's getting work. He's getting looks. I think the guys to get, I think the interesting discussion is more like the Arcega, week ahead. Arcega white yeah. side, right? Get him for three bucks. And then, you know, you don't, you can't start him because he, he might not, he didn't get that many targets. It was Mac Hollins, but just get some guys that didn't do well, but could do well. You know, week one, me, Cole Hardman, bef- you know, before you even knew that Tyreek Hill was hurt, you should pick him up off of waivers, you know, just see if what happened, you know, see what happens. You know, Paris Campbell's a guy like Paris that. Paris Campbell is a guy, yeah, exactly. You know, he didn't get a lot of snaps, but just guys that, you know, I mean, they're, they're kind of obvious, those second round crazy fast receivers, but, you know, just it, it's always like you always win not by blowing your budget. Sometimes if you like get McLaurin for 350 and he, does this all year then it's okay that's great but usually it's like you were there a week ahead someone's looking for McLaurin the week after he goes crazy and it's like oh no he's already on your team because you picked yeah. him up for five bucks on the Friday waivers when nobody was really paying attention so what are you doing in Survivor this week I um I probably dumb, was dumb and took uh, Baltimore last week and definitely sweated that one out uh, this week a couple of massive favorites uh, where did you where are you leaning so I used New England last week, which was the right pick because you could have lost with Baltimore. People are like, yeah, now I've got New England. Definitely you don't. I'm like, but you could have lost. I mean, it's yeah. fine now after the fact, but you actually had a good chance of losing. And if you lose, it cool. there's no saving. So it's like, and it took the first team ever to whatever since 1974 to kick three field goals uh, inside the opponent's five yard line. Obviously, opponents inside the five yard line down. Right, first team ever to do that right. since 1970. I mean, as, especially as a 13 point dog on the road, that was just insane. So, they, they, yeah, they easily could have won, and you were taking an unnecessary risk. But and it's not worth it because the the week that you save New England, maybe everyone's on New England that week, or you know, it's just you don't do that. But you know, you got away with it. And this week, I would take New England again if I had them, but I've used them, so I'm taking the Cowboys. Now the Cowboys are like on Yahoo, they're 70 percent on uh, office football pools, they're 58. I find officefootballpools.com is a more accurate barometer of my pools, how many people are taking teams in my pools because it's more for money. There's a lot of free pools in Yahoo, I think. But I I did the math. I said, okay, well, let's look at the risk. Uh, I say, okay, you've used the Patriots, and you're thinking either fade Dallas or go for Dallas. So the question is how how big, how many people would have to be on Dallas for you to, to get off of them? You know, if 99 out of 100 people were on Dallas, I would... Of course, it would be a no-brainer to get off them. So right. I said, all right, the risk. Okay, so there's only two scenarios. So let's say it's, you're comparing Dallas and the Vikings. Vikings are hosting the Raiders. So there's only two scenarios that matter. If Dallas and the Vikings win, it doesn't matter who you took. And if Dallas and the Vikings lose, which won't happen, it doesn't matter who you took. The only scenarios that matter are Dallas wins, Vikings lose, or Vikings win, Dallas loses. Right? Those are the only two scenarios mm-hmm. that are different. So yeah. what you do is you, you compare the chances of those two things happening. And it turns out that if you do the math based on the Vegas money, implied money lines for the percentages, you end up getting that, that the Dallas losing, uh, Dallas winning and Vikings losing is six and two-thirds times more likely than the opposite. So you're basically taking like 
almost seven times as much risk uh, on the Vikings. It's seven times as likely that that scenario will, will happen over you know, Dallas losing and the Vikings winning. So you'd need to get seven times the payout to make, that, to make it worth pivoting off of Dallas. So I said, okay, well, what's, you know, what, what happens if you take Dallas in the current scenario with 58% on them and people on the paths and everything else? You get all the expected losses if you know, Dallas wins and the Vikings lose. And it turns out that 12 people drop out, six on the Vikings and six on other teams. And so you'd say in your 100-person pool, there'd be 88 people left. And say if you each put in 10 bucks, it was 100 people, just to keep the math simple, 1,000 in the pool, 1,000 divided by 88 is like 13-something, right? Or 11 I don't know what it is, 11 I don't know, whatever it is, 11-something. So the question is, that times six and two-thirds, basically, you know, your 11 becomes like 80-something dollars, something like that. That's how many people, that's, that's what you need you to have as a payout if you were to fade Dallas. So if you do the math, 1,000 divided by that ends up being like 13 people need to be left. And remember, we already said that six other people lose on other teams besides Dallas and the Vikings. So you need to have 81% on Dallas to, to break even. Because 81 plus 6 is 87. If 87 dropped, there'd be 13 left. If 13 were left, your share of the pot would be 6 and 2 thirds times the amount that your share of the pot would be if you just did the nutless monkey thing and took Dallas. Does that make sense? It does. Um, but now let me ask you for morons like me who do have New England available. And I wasn't trying to be cute necessarily saving them. I really was, you know, a road team. I know they ended up being, they weren't that much bigger favorites, but Kyler Murray moved the ball in Baltimore and I was lucky to get away with that. No question. They spread wide and I thought there's going to be a bigger concern with the Lions and there wasn't. And I'm lucky to be, be, be moved, have moved on. You think I should use the Pats in that case? I would use the Pats. Yeah, of course. I mean, the Pats are okay. super low owned. And they're even more likely to win than Dallas, right? I'm not going to be, you know, if it's Pats versus Dallas, if, if Dallas loses, which is like four or 5%, you're fast forward to the end of your pool. You're good. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, 4% is like, oh, well, 4%. They're not going to lose to the Dolphins. Well, 4%, would you get on a plane with a 4% chance of crashing? Right. Weirdly, though, that, that spread opened uh, smaller, didn't it? Like 18 and a half. And it just quickly, I guess, was it the what? Why? Why did it do that? Because of the Falk change? Like, uh, didn't that spread jump? I don't I don't know. exactly. You know, when, when you look at the opening line, it might be like the opening line from like before the season or something. Or they have some like. No, no, no. I, I specifically remember looking at it Monday and it being like 19 and less than 21 Dallas. But maybe I'm off. But e- either way, whatever. Up to 23 and a half of crazy, crazy big lines. And uh, OK, it makes sure. I'm not going to argue that they're not less likely to be the win than Dallas. But I guess pot odds are saying it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer because only like 17 percent on the Patriots. So why not do it? I mean, people are like, wow, you want to save the Patriots. You know, it's like, well, save them for what? The thing is, the Patriots, you can only use them once. You can only use the Patriots once. So it's kind of like, well, if you, if you use them now, then you get what the most you can get out of them. The most you can get out of any team is just one week ahead. So the idea like, oh, last week I'm going to use the Ravens, I'll save the Patriots. Well, I got my week out of the Patriots. I got them on a week that they won, and they probably won't go 16-0. So I got them on a good week where they won, and I got the maximum use out of a team. I got through a week. People are like, I'll save them. Yeah, you're going to get one week out of them if you're lucky. You might get unlucky and pick the week that they lose, right? But you, you're hoping to get one week out of them. And, you know, and, and if the people who you know, picked the Ravens, like they might have lost. And that, you know, yeah, they happened to win, but be a different conversation. So I think Dallas is pretty safe. I could see it. But given how many people are on Dallas, they're not at the 81 threshold to switch to the Vikings or anything. But 
Dallas is not that great of a pick because of the amount of people that will lose. There's a great pad if Dallas loses. It's not enough to switch to the Vikings, but it's hell yeah enough to switch to the Patriots. I mean, to, right. to forego 4% chance to wipe out 60, 70% of your pool, maybe, to forego that and take Dallas, it's crazy, right? I mean, yeah, it's only 4% likely to happen, but the amount of people that get knocked out will be way more than, you know, times when there's 12% likely to happen or 14% likely to happen in the future. Right. <clears throat> All right, man, you want to go through these games? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Thursday night, we have the Titans minus one and a half at Jaguars. Took the Jaguars. I made it minus two and a half. I mean, you know, Jaguars laying two and a half. I think these are basically equal teams, and one of them is at home on a Thursday night. Yeah, I don't love, you know, the Ramsey wanting to get traded and all that stuff, but I'm a fan of Minshew. His, his mustache is apparently works out naked, but uh, I'm with you. I took the home team. And the points here, oh, sorry, Broncos plus eight at Lambeau and Green Bay. I took the Packers. I just typically think Rodgers is much better at home, and I think the defense might actually be decent, in which case Flacco might be in trouble. So I don't feel a little suckerish, but I, I lay the wood. Yeah, same here. Uh, that defense might be really, really good, actually. So that's that is why I felt more confident there than the offense, especially with Lafleur talking about you know putting Aaron Jones more of a committee, like just very frustrating. Who knows if that guy guy might be clueless? He did a similar thing Stay with Derrick Henry. Stay focused. All right, Packers. Um, I'm with you. Okay, uh, Lions plus seven at Eagles. I took the Eagles. I made this line six and a half. I sorry, I didn't make it six. And a half. I mean, it's seven and a half. Otherwise, I'd be in the Lions. I just think the Eagles are better at home. I think the Lions are kind of a bad team, but I don't feel great about this. Yeah, I don't feel great either way, but I took the points there. Kind of like the way Stafford's playing. I could see that secondary getting beat by the wide receivers there. Took the points. Ravens plus six and a half at the Chiefs. Yeah, I made this like three and a half. The Ravens showed up last year, and I think they beat Kansas City in Kansas City, or it was very close if they lost. And I, I just think they're going to show up. And I also think now they have an offense that can score on the Chiefs and answer even if the Chiefs probably will solve the Ravens, it can go back and forth. So I took the points. I, I want to buy both these teams, so I'm not going to go crazy against you. But, man, I mean, Kansas City, I'm buying them every week. This is a team I think might just put up a crazy good season against against the spread. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not fading the Chiefs. Uh, next up, Bengals plus six at the Bills. So this is my best bet. You, you foolishly went against your own team with one of the dumbest bets of all time as your best bet, made us take it in the Super Contest. But uh, I just think Bengals-Bills are basically equal. The Bills, what, they beat the Giants and they came back against the Jets. I mean, that's just, who cares? So uh, give me six points. I think this line should be three. Totally fine with that. I easily picked them. It was, I mean, it's hard to talk, like, why this seems such a savvy bet, but um, I'm with you. That seems like at least three points too many. I'm okay with it. Uh, Falcons plus two at the Colts. Well, we all took the Colts. Uh, I, you know, I don't love this, but it's sort of like the Colts and Falcons are equal. They should be getting the full three. Ryan's worse on the road. And it's just, it just seemed like an easy call. If it was three, you know, I made it like three and a half. It just seemed like it was less than three. I just not even a thought. It kind of felt with the, that Falcons game on Sunday against the, the Eagles. I'm mad I didn't fight for that more because, I, you know, same thing, less than three. But this Colts team, I'm just saying that you, you're far more right than me in this case. That system and that offensive line – trumps the loss of Andrew Luck. I mean, I go Bursett is not throwing the football down the field, but I like Marlon Mack here. I guess he's dealing with a calf injury now, but definitely I made the Colts my best bet. So I, I would, before using them here, uh, I like them at home. Raiders plus eight at Vikings. I made this line 11 and a half, and then afterward I was like, that's a 
ridiculous line, but I, it was my line. Uh, yeah, Raiders could be a doormat. Yeah, they look great that first night against Denver, but in Minnesota, I don't know. Carr looks like crap. I, I think the defense shuts him down. Yeah, I think Pino said it was their Super Bowl in the stat picks comment, and that's totally true. Uh, yeah, the Vikings, they, you know, they actually fought and played play well in Green Bay. So, uh, yeah, I would strongly consider using that. Uh, I think you would, too. So, with you with Minnesota. Uh, next, Jets plus 22 and a half at New England. Just wild lines this year. I made it like 20 and a half or 21 or something like that. I don't remember when I made it, but it was high. But obviously, it wasn't high enough. I do not want to use this, but I took the Jets. Yeah, I do not want to use it either. I, I took both the big favorites uh, this week. The next one, also, what are the 21 Dolphins plus 21 at Dallas? I, I don't like it. I just took both in stat picks and like hoped I covered one. I hate those. Those are the games I'd want to stay away from the most, those massive lines. What did yeah, you think I, of the Cowboys? You took the I points? Mean, I, I made it 20 and a half. I was hoping to take the Cowboys, yeah. and it was 21. I was like, all right, I guess I'm on the Dolphins. But yeah, again, I, I don't, I'm not enjoying this. All right, Giants plus six and a half at the Bucks. I made it eight or seven and a half or eight or something. I think I made it eight. And that was before I knew about the quarterback switch. And then I was like, wow, I really want to take the Giants to Daniel Jones' first game. But I was like, honestly, if I didn't, hadn't seen the line before knowing that, I probably would have made it seven. It's still just six and a half. The Bucks' defense is better than it had been. Giants' defense is terrible. I took the That's, Bucks. Yeah. yeah, it's not just a quarterback. It's the Giants' defense not getting pressure. And their secondary has so many problems. So I took the Bucks here, too. The, that defense has actually kind of sneaky been, been good. So I was, hey, you're finally going against your team. But I'm with you, the Bucks. Yeah, this is the time they cover. When I go against them, this happens to me every yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Sure, right. All right, so, Panthers minus two and a half at, at uh, Arizona. Uh, man, I liked this a lot even before the Cam Newton news, but I don't know what the spread's going to be for the Super Contest, but that's where we're locked in with staff picks. This Arizona team, man, they're moving fast, and yeah, they have their problems on the line, but boy, I, I, I guess Carolina's a desperate animal, but I like Arizona here. I, what I saw from them Thursday night, the way Cam played, it's almost better than Cam doesn't play. I, I was the worst quarterback. I was one of the worst quarterback besides Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints. It's one of the worst I've ever seen. So, yeah, I took the Cardinals. This should be three. So to me, this is 50. This is just even teams at this point. Yeah, I was at a concert. I missed uh, that Thursday night game. doesn't sound like I missed uh, too, too great of football. Uh, next up, Saints plus four and a half at Seahawks. We're robbed of uh, Drew Brees for the next six weeks. Teddy ball game did not look good, but who knows? Maybe a week of practice helps that. And Seahawks have some flaws. But this is a tough spot. What do you think? I told people not to draft Brees. Uh, so... Nah. I took the Seahawks. I, I just think this line should be seven and a half. I mean, Bridgewater is horrible. Taysom Hill's not really a quarterback. Seahawks are at home. They're tough at home. I, I lay the wood. Yep, I'm um, with you there. Uh, next up is the Texas plus three at the Chargers. That should be a fun game this week. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I took the Chargers. I made it three and a half. Maybe. I think they're the better team. Uh, I, you know, Watson is so good and, and Hopkins is so good, but their line sucks. And that's a, that's a real problem. It's been a problem for a while. So I laid the wood. Yep. Same here. I think that's a, the right line though. It makes sense. It'll probably be a, a push, but um with you with the chargers there. Now my 49ers, how wrong I was. I went on XM and talked about it. Heard, some people heard me, some Niner fans heard me. Friends of mine did not like it. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I just thought it was a really tough spot, but I'm happy to see that that defensive line is a real thing. And now, now they get the Steelers without Big Ben traveling across, and you gave the spread at six and a half. So less than seven, I'm, I'm with my Niners here. They look pretty good. Even if it's not Jimmy G and it's just the system putting up the big stats, looking pretty good so far. Loss of Joe Staley hurts, though. 
Yeah, I, I think the I mean the Steelers are going for it. They traded for that Miami slot corner, yeah. and that's you yeah. know Patrick, that's yeah. it shows that they're they're serious. But I mean, maybe Mason Rudolph's really good. Maybe he comes in and we're like, oh man, this guy's good. It's possible, but I'm not going to bet on that. I, anything less than seven, I was taking the Niners. Yeah, the Niners, the only team without a three and out this season, balling. Uh, Rams minus three at Cleveland Sunday night game. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like this one. What about yourself? I hate the Rams. I, that team, like, I, I know I'm going to get burned by hating on them, so I'm trying not to. I didn't make it my best bet because I was like, nah, I don't want to get into that, like, hatred of a team where I'm being irrational about it because I don't like them. But, like, Carolina's a fraud. We saw how banged up Cam was. Last week, they, you know, they got that touchdown that was such bullshit, and then Breeze gets hurt. So uh, I'm taking the Browns. It's full three at home. It doesn't even matter. Even if the Rams are for real, that's a big line. And I'd like to see them play a real team. The Browns don't look that great, but I expect Mayfield to get it together at some point. Yep. Uh, echo everything you just said. And that, you know, the Jared Goff home road split seemed to be a thing. So, the, yeah, I'm with you there. Hopefully Chubb gets going. What's the last one? Monday night, barn burner, Bears minus four at Washington. I am on the Bears side here. It definitely feels like the sucker one. But, man, you were in my head being like, don't need to go ugly. This defense is so much better. But this is a stay away for me. But I, I laid the points, uh, the road favorite. Uh, I think I made it three, and I immediately regretted it when I saw the line because I was like, I don't want to take the Redskins. I don't want to be on the Jets, Dolphins, and Redskins. I don't want to be on those teams. You know, I, I lost money for 10 years being on shitty teams thinking, oh, the Sharps have to be on the shitty teams because those, that's who's betting it. The public's always on the obvious. I took the Redskins. That's what I'm saying. But, You're in my head, man. That's what I'm saying. I, no, I but that's that. terrible. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that anymore. You, it's, it's just go with the team that you feel is, you know, set the line, get the price, and then see which one is the best, better price. I and I guess it's the Redskins, but it, that's why you can't, this is why I do it the way I do it, because now that I see the line, I'd be like, ah, it should be like four and a half, five. You can't unsee the line after you see it. And so, totally. like, I can't go back in time when I was like, ah, these teams, the Bears are better, but their QB sucks, and Redskins aren't a total doormat. Eh, three, three at home is kind of a fair number. So I'm on them, but I don't like it. Yeah. Remember when you were drafting Trubisky over Jimmy G in fantasy football drafts? Good yeah, remember when I got Tom Brady five rounds later on your watch <laughs> uh, in the 18th uh, round, and now he's yeah, like the four, number five QB or something? Yeah, That's I sick. do vaguely remember that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. How, how's that too. team doing, by the way? Uh, it's at first, right? You're, yeah, you're out of control. First. You just need me to join your beat Chris List League. Lately. I know. You're, you're just, like, you're, you're good luck to It's unbelievable. So, so let me ask you this. Uh, I, got a, I got a dilemma this week, and you might have some information. So in my other beat Chris List, which is one and one, it's not doing that great. It's the team that I got Chubb and Barkley as my first two picks. And then I got Fournette oh. with my third pick. So he's my flex. And I got Kittle with my fourth pick. And I've got Mark Andrews, who I sat for Kittle last week. And now Mark Andrews gets the Chiefs, which is like the over-under is 55. Can I, do I bench Kittle for Mark Andrews? And, I, and someone was like, oh, just start him in the flex. I'm like, well, I sit Fournette, who gets like catches and ca- tons of carries. I mean, I know it's a shit matchup with Tennessee, but it's a home game. Yeah. Like, what, like yeah, who, do you sit? who do you sit out of those guys? Yeah, I mean, I have Kittle and Andrews ranked back-to-back this week. I have Fournette at home. He just gets the volume. He's not very good, but he gets no. the volume. That's so tough. You can't yeah, sit Kittle Fournette is... for a tight end, though, can you? I mean, a real man sits Fournette for a tight end. I don't know if I, I'm too much of a nutless monkey to do that. And what if Mason Rudolph's not good and they just Niners just win with defense? They don't need to scheme to Kittle that much again. Like, that's possible. I mean, Andrews definitely has, like, a higher ceiling than Kittle's this week. I will admit that well, for sure. Kittle 
Come on, Kittle's the all-time record holder for tight end yardage. There's no one has a higher ceiling. He had like 200 yards in the first half of a game. <laughs> no, but the, but it's like Coors Field playing the Chiefs just because of back and forth. Yeah, you know, like it they're, is. They're, it is. I mean, I mean, so, I or you know, I could sit Fournette, but like I can't sit Chubb or Barkley. So it's just a weird team where I've got. I didn't, you know, I got Andrews in like the 11th round, but it's like ended up with two like elite tight ends, three backs for two spots, and the flex isn't enough. I'd be killing it if this league had two flex spots. Yeah, I have a similar problem, only not. Thankfully, I backed up OJ Howard with Mark Andrews in a few <laughs> leagues. Actually, Howard maybe get the squeaky wheel type deal this this week, but um, but yeah, that's been not quite the same as you. But I do have Andrews as a backup that I'll happily put in this week. But that's a tough dilemma. It is tough. I man, I would probably. Because it's full PPR and Kittle is involved, I mean, I really could consider benching Fournette, but that would be tough. Very, very tough. Who would we settle with here, Liz? I, I mean, I think I'm going to bench Andrews again because I have him in another league, in the league that you and I are in, that, the one I'm in first place. So I'll, I'll at least get it in one league. Edge. And I've got yeah. actually two other leagues I have him in. And then, so it's, I don't like to hedge, but like, you know, it's Kittle. I, I feel like I'll, one more week with Kittle, it's just that Chiefs matchup really makes it ridiculous and i can't sit fournette i'm gonna be pissed watching that uh friday morning in that game on rewind and fournette like tweaks Small a hamstring test. and i'll be like god damn it i should have sat that total waste that guy, that the guy frustrating thing would be, for sure the frustrating thing would be expending like a third round pick on kittle you know getting two mediocre weeks and then bench him when he goes off you know what i mean like you know, i mean it's just but you can't so think like that it's all sunk cost like you know it's just it is yeah. right now and oh. these are the ch- i mean it's a good problem to have but you just don't like to make the, the wrong choice. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going with here. We got uh, the you're locked in the Bengals, yes? Bengals is definitely one, and I'm happy to use the Colts if you want to use them. Yeah, yep, I think so. And then Vikings? I'll use the Vikings. I, I felt it was a little suckerish, but I'll do it. I'll do it, yeah. So Vikings, Colts, Bengals. Browns? I, can't ima- I, I just can't imagine who the hell's betting on the Raiders. I guess it doesn't matter, yeah. but like, it's only eight. I made 11 and a half. I was like, the Raiders, I, I watched that game against the Chiefs, and Derek Carr sucks. Derek Carr's got nothing. He's got no weapons, and he's not good. How are they going to go in against that Minnesota defense on the road? I think Gruden's a pretty decent offensive schemer, but I don't think there's enough there. And then the defense of the Raiders is it's better than last year, but that's not saying much. I think the Vikings will run. I think Dalvin Cook will run. Yeah, we got, we'll take it. Oh, we'll yeah. Take. No, I mean, like, you have, like, I think Cook's, like, my number two fantasy back. I mean, that yeah, defense is no, no, three start this week. I mean, think about it. Like, the other ones are 20-point spreads. This one's just eight, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm with you. So, I, I, yeah. Uh, Browns, maybe? I'll do it. I just feel like I I just hate the Rams, kind of. I don't know why. I think, like, they got overrated, and there's just such a dud. I bet on them in the Super Bowl, and they were just such a dud. What a dud performance. Yeah, I would, I would, I would do Browns. I would do the Browns. Mayfield, I wrote about this. He looked, he looks like he's a star. Like he just makes the throws. He doesn't care. Makes a mistake. Misses somebody. Next play, he's flinging it down the field. Total confidence. Total badass. But totally sucked in that game. And he was like missing wide open guys, overthrowing Beckham, throwing behind Chubb. Just did not look sharp. But that mentality is still there. That mentality is important. I mean, that's like a, that's like a huge part of it. That he has this mentality of like a killer instinct. But he's. He hasn't played well. No, he hasn't, but he, I do expect him to bounce back, and that should be a, a – well, we'll make sure that's a full three points. I mean, I don't love it. I mean, the yeah, Rams we are need to get the full coached three. well. Yeah, but, but, right, but if that's we get the full three. And then I would do the Seahawks. If the Cardinals are getting two and a half, I would take that. I would also do the Seahawks. Cards or Seahawks. Okay, cool. I'm, well, no arguments here whatsoever, so those are – I like all okay. those. I mean, too, I would so. even take the Jaguars, but I'm a little – 
I don't love the Thursday. Night. I just like Thursday night. Like you, I know it's stupid, but like you lose the Thursday night game, and then you're then you're like pissed for like three days before the games even start. You know, so yeah, and and you lose the ability uh, with the props. You had to get them in like Thursday morning, so then we don't like as of now. I have till Friday night if more information. We have some extra information. I'm saying we have more. You have to yeah. love. You have to love the Thursday game to use it. Basically. Although I have to say, I've stressed like waking up on Saturday at like eight a.m. being like shit. Did I forget our seven a.m. deadline? Like did I put that in? And then last week you tried Dude. to get me to to the Saints, but you emailed my other one and then so okay so well, that was fine but, that was fine but yeah i don't care if we miss an email but if you fucking don't get those in <laughs> i'm flying in from portugal i'm gonna I take care like, of the job myself normally i would hire somebody but i'm just gonna do it myself i'm going to a wedding this weekend too out of town in san francisco so i hope I, we actually maybe yeah you, you better get on me to make sure we even get these picks dude, in so, I'm, I'm, uh, dude this is this is me getting on you now it's like that larry david episode yeah. where what's his name was like was like, uh, yeah, so we're meeting next week. And Larry's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, why don't you call next week and confirm? And he's like, no, this is the confirmation. And then Larry, something goes on with Larry, so he has to take off. And then what's his name? What's the guy's name? Richard Lewis is sitting there in the restaurant by himself, super pissed. Because he, he said, confirm with me on the day of. And Larry's like, no, this, like, I agree with Larry. Like, this is the confirmation. Like, there's no further reminder. Like, this is the appointment we've made. There's no reason to, in LA, it's like everyone has to check in. Are we still doing this today? Dude, we right. said we were doing this today. Like, unless there's like an emergency, we're doing this today. <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. Richard Lewis, who gets there, whoever gets there early at the restaurant, it's a better seat, too. That episode of that. But, um, all right. Uh, I, I will not forget to submit our picks. I'll get them in, and we'll wait till the official lines come out this afternoon. But uh, I'm feeling feeling better this week than last, I, I believe. What do you think? We gotta gotta get on a winning streak here. Yeah, I feel okay about this week. You know what? I just I was really mis. I had a really bad time watching the games. I really did not enjoy those games. They were bad. It's funny. My fantasy teams did well, but as I said, I just care about this so much more because this is the this is it. The, winning the super contest, doing well against the spread. That's to me, what it's about. And so I really better not forget to submit them then. Dude, seriously, this is what it, it's all about. And so like, basically I'm like, I was really unhappy. I was in a bad mood. I wasn't being very nice to my family. And you know, that's, I mean, they couldn't tell why this, they, for them it's business as usual, but you know, I was just like, it just got me down. So, but I don't have the equanimity that I need to have. I'm, I, I'm afraid of equanimity because because if you have too much equ- equanimity, you could get to apathy. I'm afraid that like I'll just be like, eh, you know, you could be a big joke. Like, ah, we're we're you know thirty and forty six now, huh? What are we gonna do this week? Let's let's right. win the last three. It just becomes a comedy thing, and fuck that, you know. Like I want to win this money. I want to win this thing. So that's why I, I take it seriously and get pissed about it. I'm with you. I feel you. All right, do you have anything, uh, anything else, Liz? What's your political uh, rant this week? I don't know. I don't remember. I'm just, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'll tell you about <laughs> my guitar, though. I still don't have my electric guitar, my $5,000 uh, gift. Oh, no, what ball. happened? What happened? It just stuck at customs. And then like, I got pa- panicked because it said it was delivered. But what they meant was they delivered the letter informing me what was missing. So I, I think I got it. I filled out some form online. It was like in Portuguese, so I probably fucked it up. But... It's like declaring the value and like my Portuguese, it's like a social security number. It's the equivalent of it. Your NIF gave them that and all this stuff. But I'm like, this is my guitar about 1987. Do not tax me on this. This is not like a business thing. I'm not selling this guitar to somebody. I'm not shipping them for commercial purposes. This is just like a personal thing. So anyway, I was panicked yesterday because I thought maybe someone had stolen it, that it had been reported because it was reported delivered. 
but it was it wasn't the guitar it was the notice about the guitar that was delivered i found out today so that was a relief so they still have it somewhere in some warehouse but it's a bit you know still the saga continues basically naturally that's become the headache that you foresaw it becoming all along in a different way you know it's funny that i just carried the acoustic right on the airplane when i wasn't going to take the acoustic and in the end had i known it would go like this i probably would have just put the electric carried on the airplane for free not paid 160 bucks to ship it and i just have it and i would have left the acoustic because i have another acoustic here but then once i shipped the electric i got greedy and then i realized oh i can just do this so weird the airlines were like no you can't take down the plane it's too big then I show up at the airport. Nobody hassles me at all. Put in the overhead. Nobody says a word. Get on the other plane. One was United. One was TAP, Portugal. Get on that plane. Nobody says a word either. It was like no big deal. Hmm. Pressuring. Weird. Well, good luck with that. Uh, so no, no political takes at all. What about uh, who's coming out of the Democratic Party here? Uh, who's going to win? Uh, it's such a nutless coalition of the people. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just... I, just, I look at the, t- I'm, I'm getting like soured. Like I, I can't even read the New York Times anymore, man. I read this stuff. I'm like, really? This is the, the shit you're pushing? You hate, you hate read it, don't you? Like you love to, to hate read the New York Times. It feels like. I, I don't even like that anymore. I'm just like, this is the bullshit you're pushing. Like this shit's so stupid. Like you're really, you think this is like, I, I can't believe it actually. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I Warren Bernie, Warren Bernie, I, I Biden, I'm like, Sleepy he's Joe still, Biden, I know. He's, he's, still, he's still around. Well, he said he doesn't I, I have think, a chance, but he's still around here, Liz. I, by the way, I want to say something funny about Succession. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm only half an episode behind catching up okay. completely. But okay. the, the couple of ones ago, it's not a spoiler, where they go to the funeral and you know, the guy who's running for president. I didn't realize, I just picked it out, and Heather gave me a lot of credit for this, that he's the guy in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the actor. Yes, he's of course, yes. I, yes. I was like, yes. who is that guy, right? But that is the guy. Anyway, he and his yes. prostitute girlfriend go to the wedding. I mean, the funeral, and they go, and you know, he says, My condolences, I'm so sorry. And she goes, Yeah, I'm so sorry about Mo. I heard a lot about him. And she's like, Mo? And then she says to him, like, Why did she say, why did she look give me that look when I said Mo? He's like, Ah, oh, yeah, I never really thought about it. And they all called him Mo for like two seasons. Like his, yeah. his real name's Lester. Yeah. You know, his real name's Lester. <laughs> like, and you guys can I'm not gonna give away the whole thing, but like it's just when you think about what like what that dude was, like it is. Uh, it was a very funny scene. So, how good was the dinner scene, though? The episode I, I presume you just watched. Then, yeah. When, it, yeah, I don't want to give any spoilers away, so I'm not yeah, going to say that. So good. Mo, right, I'm glad. That, that one's not a real spoiler. It's just very funny that they're just calling him Mo for like the whole season, and then you realize that's not his name and how he got really? that name. Yeah. You can put it yeah. together with Lester, like why yeah. they called him Mo. Um, yeah, big fan of the season too. I love love season two. Love where it's going. Yeah. It's it's been good so far. I and I I gave you a really hard time when you said it was the best show of no. whatever 2018, but this year is better, and I think it's you know it'll probably be on the short list. So I really remember you remember how much shit I gave you for that. Oh, I I remember, and I was worried that this was going to tail off and it's going to look even it was going to age even worse. But oh no, it looks no yeah, it, it's gotten better and it's it's a really legit awesome show. But oh, I remember it very very much so. But yeah, this year. It's definitely going to be my favorite shows is, uh, is uh, Fleabag, Succession. And then I just binged one recently called Unbelievable on Netflix. It was a retelling of this true story that's infuriating, but it was, uh, it was really good, too. It was going to be my recommend of the week. But, yeah, man, Succession season two. I, 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 see, I, I was right all along, fella. Yep. Shit's good. Uh, yeah, Blind Squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. All right, man, I hope, I hope one of your Blind Squirrel picks does some good this week because you have been killing us, man. 
I know, like, best bet 0-2. And, and then Niners, so wrong, too. It wasn't just wrong. I mean, it was a boat race the other way. So not not great. I hear you. So I feel better with the Colts. Um, and I'm with you on on, on all these here this week, with the, the Vikings and, and Browns. So we'll come up with the fifth. We'll look at the uh, the odds here. But we'll lean toward Cardinals or Seahawks. But we'll, we'll see when the odds come out. But um, I'm with you. I need to do – we both need to – we need to do better. It's plain and simple. I looked in the mirror a lot this week. And, and hopefully the results, you know, reflect that. Four and one <laughs> minimum. All right, let's see. Yeah, I'm thinking four ones. Yeah. So, what? You got anything going on? Anything exciting? I'm going to. A, I'm going to be in a wedding uh, this weekend. My wife's not looking forward to driving and, and sitting with people she doesn't know as I sit in the wedding. But uh, you got anything interesting going on? That sounds like hell. Uh, yeah, I'm going to the. I told you we rented this little uh, house um, on the oh. near the beach. I think I told you that, right? Yep. Yeah. It's, yes, you did. It's crazy cheap because we're splitting it with another family, and it's just cheap here. And so we're going to hang out and. Just a very chill, relaxing place. So I'm looking forward to it. Cool. All right. Sounds like fun. And uh, hopefully we do better this week. And uh, good times, man.